everyone. Welcome to the podcast HR Talks with Manmeet. I am your host, Manmeet Kaur, an HR professional and a CPHR candidate. The goal of this podcast is to create awareness, share knowledge, tips, and trends in human resources. Most importantly, building a community that shares passion, enthusiasm, and love for human resources. Today's episode is focused on understanding how the changes in economy are affecting businesses and what it means for human resources professionals. Today's guest is Scott Frizzell, who is a counselor at the city of Prince George, British Columbia. He teaches entrepreneurship, computer studies, and economics at the College of New Caledonia. He's the director of the entrepreneurship at Hubspace and a past president of Federation of Canadian Municipalities as well as Prince George Chamber of Commerce. He's also an MP candidate for the Caribou Prince George region for the Liberal Party of Canada. Welcome, Garth. Well, good morning, Manmeet. How are you today? I am doing excellent. How about yourself? Oh, it's such a beautiful day. How can anyone not be, uh, not be yes. in a good mood? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so, Garth, I am going to uh, just dive into it. I have this burning question in my head, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, this is a, a question. This is a hot question in the recruitment world right now. Please help me understand What's going on in the economy? I am seeing, you know, articles about the the great resignation period going on, people uh, losing their jobs, people who want to work, and people taking early retirements. I mean, help me understand here. What's going on? <laughs> well, you're asking it at a time that's pretty impressive, uh, pretty dramatic. Uh, it's wouldn't say a, a great transition, capital G, capital T, great transition, but there's certainly uh, certainly a lot that a lot of different factors that were that were at play before the pandemic hit that the pandemic has just accelerated. So among those are the shift in energy. So we've seen that uh, oil and gas, um, the prices went down dramatically just before the pandemic. You remember that the cartel broke apart in the Middle East, and at the same time, Russia started flooding the market. When you get big supplies of oil, it means that the price goes down. At the same time, the United States became a net exporter of oil. So the price for West Texas Intermediate really tanked. Uh, at some points, it was, it was so low that you couldn't viably produce it in Canada. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we, we'd comfortably needed around $80 a barrel. So, yeah. and put on top of that, the, the, uh, desire to switch from fossil fuels towards, uh, renewable fuels, towards electric vehicles, uh, zero emissions, uh, to, to combat climate change. All of those factors were happening just as we went into this global pandemic. What's that meant for Canada? Well, you saw dramatic changes in, in the oil patch. Uh, I mean, boy, if you go to Alberta, you can see uh, just how desolate the landscape has been. Uh, Calgary, the, the center for the oil and gas industry in Canada, you have whole office towers that aren't occupied. Not just office tower, but office towers. There are huge changes to that industry. It has leaked into 
BC. At one point, the revenues that were coming in for oil and gas were the number one source of revenues to the provincial government. And when that tap starts shutting off, you run into some huge and significant changes. So it hasn't been just loss. There's been transition. Mm-hmm. That's just the oil and gas sector. And what does that mean for us here locally? Well, just in our region in the last year alone, that's 1,900 jobs lost in the resource sector. That's staggering. Now, I'll hit with some other other bad news. So in the lead up just before the pandemic as well, we know that this region is very dependent on forestry. And to have forestry survive, you need timber. And our annual allowable cuts have been going down and down and down. What that means is you can't go out and cut more trees because the mountain pine beetle laid waste to a lot of our supply um, over the last decade. So with low annual annual allowable cuts and lowering ones, uh, you're looking at an industry that was in a really challenging spot. Bright lights for that were... The construction boom, and I'll talk about the construction boom as well. What that led to was staggeringly high prices for uh, for our wood, which helped out significantly in this region. But also, we've got a housing crisis, and that's led to a lot of construction. Mm-hmm. So where we saw 1,900 jobs lost in forestry, oil and gas, and mining, we've seen a big uptick in the number of construction jobs, some 3,200 new jobs. And we've seen that Prince George, B.C. has had a boom, a boom in our construction permits. It was the largest in history six years ago, and then five years ago it was higher, and then four years ago it was higher again, three years ago again. Now, during the pandemic, it went down a little bit, but we're on track again to, to get to records. It means people are building. They're Mm -hmm. building residences, they're building industry, they're building manufacturing, public, public, and it means more jobs there. So it's, uh, it's change, really. The pandemic accelerated some of the changes we were seeing. And, um, and that leads to some of the biggest revelations about the BC economy that that we've seen. And how, and what does, how does it all connect to the human capital? Uh, if I talk locally or in BC or in Canada or maybe on a bigger picture throughout the world, what does, how does it affect the human capital? Because even if you talk about, you know, uh, the construction jobs, we need people, um, service industry, every, uh, I mean, there is a rise of machinery uh, with artificial intelligence, but uh, not in a lot of sectors. There are still a lot of, you know, businesses, uh, jobs, occupations. Those are, uh, you know, highly dependent upon um upon humans for us to do the job. Um, how does it all affect that? Well, that's a great big, uh, huge question. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should take a look at, uh, at what drives the economy. Because uh, typically when you think about Canada, you, you, see, the, uh, you see British Columbia as being a resource-driven uh, province. And uh, sh- certainly the, uh, the forestry industry is vital to our region. Uh, certainly mining, oil and gas, uh, they bring in huge revenues. But overall, the gross domestic product, which is a, which is a, a measure to um, 
primarily financial, a measure to show how our how our standard of living is. 75% of our GDP comes out of services. So the difference between products and services, products are things, tangible items that you can hold in your hand. So a, uh, a desk or a piece of lumber or, or a liter of gasoline. Those are, those are products. Services are what people provide to you, like accounting or mm-hmm. uh, software development or the big one right now is uh, human and social services, so medical and uh, helping out seniors doing uh, social services. So 80% of the jobs that are in BC are service jobs, not related to products, but related to service. And that's something that a lot of people don't see BC being. We are now, and have been for a better part of two decades, primarily a service-based economy. And your question was about about the the jobs, the skilled jobs that uh, that can be automated and and such. Well, the service based it relies on having strong human capital, absolutely, and improved stronger human capital. So, I'll give you I'll give you my biases mm-hmm. um, as far as improving human capital. While well, I teach at the college, I teach economics, entrepreneurship, law, and uh, and business courses generally. And I teach in those classes specifically the, the, the improvement of human capital that you can get from your education, a small piece of the, the introduction to economics. It's, it's standard. On the, in, my other, uh, <clears throat> in my other roles, I also am the, uh, the lead for Hubspace, which is a technology accelerator. It helps. It's an economic development agency, a nonprofit that helps small businesses either connect to technology and digitize it or to, on the converse, uh, to have technology or innovation companies go up to the next level, to launch, to innovate, to grow. And since the pandemic has hit, the provincial and the uh, federal orders of government have been really there to help out uh, small businesses to either become more competitive or to, uh, to start launching into the digital realm. Now that's, that's important. Picture this, you got a service economy. It's jobs for people who are skilled. And you're now in an arena where you compete with everybody in the world. And that means you're competing with people who will take much, much lower wages than you get paid in Canada. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to be competitive against much lower priced labor? The, if the wages are are that significantly lower. And I can tell you, when I was doing software even <clears throat> even uh, 15 years ago, we were getting calls from programmers in Egypt that would work for us for a, the equivalent of about a dollar an hour Canadian. You can't, wow. It's hard to compete with that. Wow, you can't, absolutely. Right, so the yeah. way to do it is to improve the uh, the human capital to which is to say uh, make sure people are kept up to date that uh, that the education gets improved on an ongoing basis um, you know you can't continue doing the same thing and expect different results yeah um, and also I I have heard uh, from my recruiter friends and even myself uh, you know uh, recruiting uh, some people, don't want to work anymore while others as yourself said that are willing to take jobs um 
at a lower wage. I it's it's really hard for me to understand where is the gap and why is this happening. Well, I know in the in the U.S. example, they they're what are they calling that the uh, the great resignation, the great uh, the, yeah. Yeah, the great resignation. Yeah, I heard about it. I, 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 re- I actually read an article about it somewhere, too. It's all over the popular it's media and Reddit. Uh, people yeah. talking about how they won't put up with lower wages and poor conditions that they, were, that they ha- felt they had to accept. So by being cut off from employment for the course of a couple of years, they realized that they didn't want to work at... Uh, at non-competitive wages and that there were other options out there and available to them. The smart employer now has to make sure that the wages are competitive and that the working environment is competitive. Absolutely. And and I think I, I think it's the fight for businesses to to really compete for that talent, that top talent that, you know, I, I think it's if you think about the small communities, like in Prince George, um, there are so many jobs and there are so many people qualified for it. And there are, like all businesses, similar businesses have same kind of choices. And I feel like um, the the power has really shifted here. Uh, now the employee or the person looking for jobs who's qualified, who is skilled, uh, has more power in their hands as compared to the employer. Um, initially, I, I, I thought that it's it's the other way around, that you know the employers are giving you the job that is helping you to survive. But now it's the employee is working for you, for the business, and helping the business to survive. Well, that's an interesting one. I was on a call with the, uh, with the Minister of Immigration. She's also responsible for, for municipal affairs here in BC. And they were talking about what the BC... Uh, provincial nominee program looks like for technology, which mm-hmm. is essentially the province gets to give and gets to advise the federal government on nominees from other countries who should come in based on what they'll contribute to the BC economy. And they were looking at what the priorities of BC should be. The interesting part on that call is we were on the line with some big tech employers, and there were two problems that were new. One of the problems was the employer who said that he was losing employees from a good-paying job, challenging, innovative, great benefits, but his employees were being offered more money in the U.S. without having to leave Canada. So they could continue to do their job, work from home, and have a job that was giving them more pay, more benefits, and interesting. That's one challenge. That's one half of it, and you can see how hard that is to compete with. If I was a small business here in Prince George, paying a salary that works for Prince George, I might not be able to hire someone living in Prince George with the skills I need because they can work anywhere now. With yes. some jobs, you can work anywhere on the planet from yeah. home. That's one half. I I think that's a big piece of it it right now. Yeah, it is. But think on the other half. This is the thing that employees will have to think through. And that's that now they're competing with everybody on the planet too. 
that uh, you may get someone from Alberta who can get a job here in Prince George and stay in Alberta. That's, those are pretty profound shifts in the employment world. Mm -hmm. If the employees are competing with people from around the world and the employers are competing with other employers from around the world. Big shifts. Uh, thank you, Zoom. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Zoom. And, and I, I think pandemic has taught us, has, has brought such a big shift in the way we do things. And I think even, you know, businesses who, employers, employees who haven't even, ha never give a thought that they could do their jobs online now had to uh, put those programs and processes in place for, you know, being creative with things, um, you know, selling online, uh, you know, things like that to to just you know keep going with with the given change with the given changes and i i really feel that if it hadn't happened i don't think most of the businesses would have thought about changing the way they they, they operate at such a fast pace and that might be impossible for some businesses but because you know there's a really wide range of different businesses out there and and bear in mind that 90% or so of the businesses in BC are small enterprises. So definitely less than 50 employees, frequently less than five. Um, when you're outside of lower mainland, even more so. So you've got very small and sometimes micro businesses that are trying to stay afloat, trying to attract employees, trying to keep on top of all this change that's happening at an increasing pace, it seems, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's really unique what's going on. Even I heard that, you know, chains like McDonald's are offering, you know, people that they will reimburse their tuition fee, you know, just to retain the employees. Yeah, in the last month, we also heard, did you see that piece about the restaurant in Vancouver that advertised a $50,000 a year job for a dishwasher? <laughs> Wow. Yes, yeah, yeah. It went around the country that you'd, they, they had to advertise that level of employment for someone just to wash dishes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be an interesting time. I, the inflation rate in the States just came out this last week, and they're anticipating 6%, possibly 8% inflation this year, which, uh, which is... It's a signal that the economy is doing well, but when you get inflation that high, then you start running into some other serious troubles. There's, uh, Canada's taken a much more cautious approach, but we may, we'll see 4% at least this year, and, and uh, the Bank of Canada may have to raise its rates, widely expected to next year, mm -hmm. um, uh, repeatedly. So, yeah, we're, we're in for some big change. Now, back to that small business person. If you have to focus on getting the, getting the services in the door or the goods in the door, doing whatever value add you have and then getting them out the door, taking care of your customers, taking care of the administration, the marketing, the research. This is where I think you've got a nice niche. Uh, being a human resources professional, I think the people who can take some of that load off. I mean, if I can pay someone to go in and take care of my human resources concerns, that could save a lot of trouble in in keeping up with a wide variety of things. I think you've got a really, you found a good niche that's going to be uh, pretty important to the economy, especially to small, medium businesses over the coming decade. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think um, managing human capital and, 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 and I've, I feel that human resources professionals have been playing a huge part of it in terms of, you know, retaining employees, mm-hmm. um, even if it's by providing monetary or non-monetary incentives in terms of, you know, having people to work from home mm-hmm. um, at, at their <coughs> ease, uh, you know, putting processes in place that allows, uh, you know, hybrid, um, you know, uh, working conditions. You can come to the office when you need to. Uh, Zoom, again, has helped us a lot, uh, you know, in, 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 in terms of still staying connected and and i found that the challenge uh, one of the challenges also was to in 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 the terms of retaining employees you you're losing that human touch and contact the body language or you know the sense of conversation that you could have had with your employer employee or between you know your colleagues uh it's it's over the zoom uh it, it's it's not the same yeah, people remember the phrase that when you're sending an email out to just add in it's hard to tell people's emotions when you're just reading an email apologies if i've got this wrong this is how i read it because <laughs> there's just yes. so many times when when it's hard to understand what someone's trying to get across. You're yeah. right, body language does help. Absolutely. And and as we are looking into the future, how lo- how in future what do you think? Is it going to continue? Is it going to ever come to an end? How is how's the future going to evolve? Well, um, some immediate pieces that uh, businesses are going to have to be aware of, things like WorkSafe. Uh, BC is quite ahead of the game, than, uh, farther ahead than, than other provinces. Being aware of, the, of pay equity, of diversity, equity, and inclusion, all of those issues are ones that, and when you're getting a business started, it's, it's hard, to, hard to make sure you, you're doing everything right. Um, so those pieces are going to be important because, you know, we've, we got 400,000 people into Canada. We had 400,000 immigrants that were, were allowed this year. Um, and we still see that there's lots of job openings. There's lots of positions that aren't being filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, so making sure that you can provide a, a solid work environment and, and be ready for change. Uh, the world's changing. Canada's changing. It's not just the nature of work to, with this hybrid model. I, I've seen organizations that have switched. And frankly, I don't hear HR so much anymore as I hear the Department of People and Culture. Yes. Changing the focus from just these are a piece of capital that we employ into this is our team, this is our family, this is our group, and how are we going to organize ourselves in a way that makes your life as, as um, fulfilled as possible and gets our work done as, as well as possible. Absolutely. And and while you uh, on the same topic, um, I was looking at the jobs, you know, even just in human resources sector right now. Um, and the, I'm seeing shift in the titles. Uh, now, they're not calling HR managers anymore. They're calling culture champions. <coughs> you know, that's the, your title. That's what you are. You're working, you're building the culture and you are taking and, and, and you know, you are 
just taking care of people around you and it's not really you know sitting at behind of the desk job anymore uh in human resources uh you're you're constantly trying to to come up with different ideas where you can um you know you know foster foster the culture and the values of your company uh and put it all together um and you know be there for for the business as well as the employees that need you you know there's going to be two types of folks listening right now one's going to be saying i get what you're saying i want to harness the energy as much as i possibly can i want to take care of my people i want to make sure that they can engage with my business there's going to be another group that say that's that'll may just reject it and say this is this is that uh, woke culture that um woke is a is a buzzword for saying that that this is being done with one intent but it's really not achieving what it what it wants to and the challenge with that is is i think the language so when we rename something a culture champion explaining what that means what is the difference from what it was before to what it was now and keyword why why is it being done it's it's because a new generation of business has different priorities so I hadn't heard that term before, but I'm spending my time thinking through how that changes the priorities of someone who's in the position and how that that informs the the work that they're going to be doing. It's really interesting. You've uh, you given me something new to think on. <laughs> All right. Well, you you've given me a lot to think about, uh, and I'm sure our listeners has also taken a lot of pieces uh, away um, and a lot of good food for thought uh, that they are going to implement in their professionals um, uh, even though even if they are business owners or they are employees looking for jobs or even employees you know thinking of not working anymore versus human resources professionals who are trying to keep it all together um, and as they say you know change is the only thing that is consistent <laughs> so I think uh, I, I think it, you've given it great advices of you know to the businesses to uh and and really help us relate what's going on outside the world how does it impact the businesses um and how we can be creative um in you know keeping our businesses going keeping our economy going so uh thank you so very much for taking the time um and um i hope we can you know uh some other day chat to chat about specifically small businesses and and really go um into the depth of it but thank you so much thank you manmeet this is a, uh, a a great thing you're getting started here and i look forward to your successes coming on thank you everybody thank, thank you, you. was recorded at the Arts North Podcast Studio in the beautiful Prince George, British Columbia. I really hope that this podcast was of value to you and you learned something new today. If you have any comments or suggestions on the future episodes or would like to be a guest or you have someone in mind who would be a great guest, please let me know. Feel free to share this to any of your social media platforms. Let's create an HR community. Oh, 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 oh,